This is episode one of the Homegrown Farmhouse podcast. On this episode, I'm going to share a little bit about myself so that you guys can get to know me better, as well as a little bit about my family, our farm, and why we chose this new and exciting life. Hey there, I'm Laura, the voice and face behind Laura Stewart blog and YouTube channel. We are a family of three learning how to homestead on our eight acre farm in the heart of Texas. Follow along as we share our journeys in homesteading, farmhouse restoration, cooking from scratch, sheep raising, and so much more. A lot of the information we are going to cover today, I will obviously go into a little bit more deeper in future podcasts, but basically I wanted to get this one out as my first podcast so that you guys could get a better understanding of who I am. Um, Obviously, I'm Laura Stewart. I started this podcast for a few reasons. Um, I wanted to have something that I could connect with you guys a little bit more on a personal level that could also be embedded within my blog so that if you guys didn't want to watch a tutorial on YouTube or you wanted to get to know me a little bit better on your jog, on your way to work, this is just an additional option for you guys to connect with me and for me to truthfully connect with you. So to get things started, the reason that we moved to the farm, um, a little background on my husband, he was, well, we both were born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas, but he spent his weekends, most weekends, out at his family's farm where um, they did quarter horse breeding as well as raising, and then the other side of the family raises black Angus cattle and still does to this day. So he grew up playing on quite a bit of acreage and living more of a country life while still residing in the city and going to some of the better schools. Our daughter, when she was born, the part of Fort Worth that we lived in was not exactly the ISD that I was hoping for her to attend. So at age six months, we moved to a smaller town about 20 minutes away from where we were originally living that had a better ISD. And we were there for quite a few years and it sat on one acre of land. You can absolutely homestead or hobby farm, grow your own food on one acre of land given that city permits and allowances are there. However, it's kind of one of those things where when you have a little bit, you want a little bit more and a little bit more. And after we moved from the city to a one acre house, my husband, probably towards the five years that we were living there, had started kind of saying that he wanted to move to where there was more land, where our daughter could grow up similar to him, maybe an even smaller ISD. So we started looking around, and a lot of the properties that were in the ISD that we were currently in, the property values had skyrocketed. So most of the properties that had a little bit more land It was kind of a give and take. The house either needed so much work that it wasn't even livable or it was just completely out of our price range. So we had kind of given up the dream that that was going to be an option until our daughter was much older or finances changed. And one of the homes that we toured in that town, just immediately we knew there was absolutely no way we'd be able to afford the repairs on the home. And our realtor had told us, well, since you like this house and it's an older house, I have one that is even one town over that was built in 1908. It's got eight acres. It does need some work. Would you like to look at it? My husband already was driving, I think, about half an hour one way to work and said, absolutely not. I'm not driving that far. We're not looking at it. Well, of course, me being me said, fine, don't go. I'm going without you. 
which of course in turn made him want to see what it was I was going to look at. So when we arrived at the house, it was one of those weird things like I looked at the house and it's a stone farmhouse with a wraparound porch. It's got all of the original windows. It's got a metal roof. It's just absolutely beautiful. Obviously, I could tell it was going to need a lot of work, but my husband's eyes were drawn to the fact that there was eight acres and the land had not been really properly maintained. And I believe this property and house had sat vacant for around two or three years. So like I said, it definitely needed some work. It also sits pretty close to a major road that runs through this town. And I believe obviously that was because in 1908, they wanted the road to be accessible um, for the horses, etc., carriages, whatever they were driving at the time. And obviously with expansion and growth comes regular roads that the speed limit is now 60 miles per hour. And truthfully, I think that that is why this house probably set vacant as long as it did without any offers, that and the amount of work that's needed. And owning an old home, I'm learning, and what probably a lot of people already knew is that repairs on a home of this age cost twice, three times, sometimes 10, as mu 10 times as much to repair something as it does on a newer build. I'm going to tell you that it's absolutely worth it, but it is occasionally a constant frustration when the water pump goes out or you don't have hot water or the electrical has issues or, you know, pier and beam houses, especially out in the country, you have pests that need to be taken care of. And the list is long. And again, these are things that we'll go into deeper in future podcasts as we're learning about the farm and the repairs and everything that we've done since moving in here. It is a two-story house, which is I think pretty common for houses of this age. It's not necessarily my favorite. But fast forward to offers, sales of house, purchases of this house, and moving in. It has definitely been a roller coaster ride transferring my daughter, who is eight at the time of this recording, to her new ISD, moving all of this stuff in. And in moving in, I kind of found that the decor items that I had had in our previous home just did not fit here. This house needed original light fixtures. It needed, you know, original paintings. It needed vintage rugs. It just needed, I don't want to say new items because it needed old items, but it needed different items than what I currently had in my home decor. So over the last three years, I've definitely been selling stuff and purchasing items that I felt were a little bit better suited. I've also been trying to live a more minimal life, and that will be a podcast for another time. But that does include home decor and furniture items, just to minimize the quote-unquote stuff. When we moved in, and I don't know if you guys know about this or not, or if it's the same where you live, I don't have enough knowledge on that to say. But in order to get <clears throat> cheaper taxes on ranches and farms, you do what's called a homesteading, or I guess it's an considered an agricultural exemption. Different counties, states, cities have different rules on how you can achieve that. And we did quite a bit of research um, to see whether that was an option here in talking to the county, and it was. But where we reside now, you have to have been running your ag business for five years prior to even applying for the ag exemption. So we are on year three. Um, 
on running our sheep farm. And we do that as minimally as we can just to get approved eventually for that ag exemption. So that's also what we'll cover in this podcast is what I've learned, mistakes I've made, things that I wish I'd known, and how to care for them. We also purchased quite a few chickens to have homegrown eggs that (laughs) required a lot of new skill set and knowledge that neither of us had. Um, He grew up with cows and horses. I grew up in the city with dogs and cats. So raising sheep and having donkeys and chickens and growing a garden, all of this has been very new to us. And before moving here, I was lucky if I didn't burn the toast. So learning how to cook from scratch, which I will tell you, I'm still not a master at, but I am learning. And there's a lot of recipes and things that I've learned along the way that I absolutely wanna share with you guys. Many of the tutorials will be over on my YouTube channel as well as my blog, which are both under Laura Stewart blog. So if you're more of a reader, hop on there. If you are more of a visual person, YouTube is the place to go, and I will be covering a lot of that here in the podcast as well. I just wanted a way for you guys to connect to me. Now the blog and the YouTube channel don't have a whole lot on it. I've tried to, I guess, rebrand from simply being a home decor blogger to now being homesteading, sheep raising, hobby farming, and farmhouse restoration. So it's going to take me a while to get all of that updated and running, but I think that I'm very close. So just to break it down, I wanted you guys to know that I will be posting a podcast every Monday um, in the afternoon. I'm going to try to do it around two o'clock for you guys to get it posted and uploaded. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out and ask. There's a lot of information that I'll be covering over the coming months, and I always love ideas and recommendations on what we can talk about, tutorials that you would love to see, and information that you guys would love to have. So I hope you guys stick around and join, and I'm so happy to have you here.